Welcome to Grow With The Flow podcast with your friend and host, Itzy. Here, we inspire each other to grow, grow professionally in our career aspirations, and grow personally with our life, relationships, and confidence, all while rolling with the punches, embracing the chaos, and growing with the flow. Welcome back to Grow With The Flow podcast. I am your host, Itzy, and today's episode, we are going to talk about goal and intention setting for the new year. This episode is coming quite at a timely time because right now I am, you know, envisioning all of the goals that I want to accomplish in the new year while also reflecting on what a wonderful and abundant year this one has been. And at first, I was definitely neglecting a lot of the progress that I've made. And I think a lot of us can fall into that comparison trap or can feel like perhaps we haven't done everything that we set out to this year. And I just want to offer... some trust, some self-trust that you are on the right path and that some of our goals aren't meant to be accomplished within a year. Um, Some of our goals, you know, aren't even meant to be part of our lives. They are meant to redirect us into our purpose. Some of our goals aren't linear. Um, Some of our goals are really lifelong journeys, but what's meant for you will never miss. So, Trust those delays, trust the redirections, and know that you did the best that you could this year. So with that being said, um, I do want to give you some more tangible tools for really creating structured goals with flexibility, with grace, um, but also just empowerment and, and action, right? Because the point is to execute on these goals, to to take action right now. So Um, I was really inspired by the book, Everything is Figureoutable, which I read last year, and it really has been the framework for the way I approach pretty much everything in my life. And um, if you haven't read that book, I highly recommend it, but a lot of what I'll talk about in this episode is referencing the framework in there about goal setting and um, just, just figuring everything that you want to accomplish in life out. So with that being said, let's go ahead and get started. So grab a pen, grab a pencil, grab a notebook, um, sit down comfortably, light a candle, do whatever you got to do to set the mood and really focus, right? Take these next 30 to 40 minutes to really visualize yourself in the new year. Um, there's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of fear. You know, there's a lot of excitement. There's maybe overwhelm. Um, embrace all of that embrace it and just just get yourself comfortable and and let's do the damn thing and I'm gonna be doing it along with you all so it's gonna be kind of a moment to just reflect and then create an action plan but first off I want you all to acknowledge how far you've come right this year feels like a blur to me I can't believe I I got married I I got awarded a a BIPOC scholarship for teacher training. I went on our honeymoon. Um, there's just been a lot of goodness. I, 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 you know, I had 
five amazing coaching clients that have really transformed their lives and believed in themselves. I invested in myself this year through a wellness coach and a business coach. I am plant-based officially six months now and it's really transformed my life and all of those things can easily be neglected but take a moment and just reflect on what your year looked like and it's okay if it wasn't grand right i had a quite a bit of milestones this year so for me this year is one of my favorites in comparison but every year looks different so whether you you know decided to go back to the gym and committed to two to three classes a week if you just drank more water, if you practiced gratitude every morning, if you gave yourself some boundaries, some self-care, whatever that looks like, really acknowledge it and take in the time to focus on what went right, okay? What are the amazing things that you accomplished? It Again, it doesn't have to be grand. And take a second, just write them down. So think about what went right. Why do you think it went right? Was this on your vision board? Um, Was this something that you actively worked for? Um, Maybe you did an Instagram live series. Maybe you read those five books that you had been planning to. How did this make you feel? Really go back to that moment in time. And then once we're done with that, take a few minutes to think about what you could improve, right? Where did you fall short? What came up? What are you missing? What do you want to feel like in this new year? Whether it's your sleeping habits, maybe for me it's cutting back a little bit of the drinking. Um, For me it's being a little more present, um, saving more money. What could improve, right? Um, Listening better, asking questions, checking in with your partner, not eating in front of the TV, whatever that means for you, where can you improve? And again, it doesn't have to be this grand thing where you're like, I want to pay off my debt. Um, Maybe you just want to save $25 a month, whatever that looks like for you. Think about what could I improve? And accept that maybe you haven't accomplished all of those things that you set out to this year and that it's totally fine because guess what? We have the rest of our lives to accomplish it we are not in a rush and I also want you to think about the redirection so there are many times where there may be something that and my clarity coach actually told me this Rosalind perhaps something that you dreamt of manifested in a different way right so maybe you were hoping to become a better public speaker and you didn't join that Toastmasters group But guess what? You did 10 Instagram lives this year and your social media public speaking skills are a lot better than when the year started. So don't focus on the route that you took to get there, but focus on the outcome and how that may have manifested in a different way. You know, I talk about us not getting married last year, right? But the whole point of getting married was to start our lives and to feel secure and just strengthen our relationship. And we did that anyway without getting married last year. Think about this year. I have been beating myself up about not auditioning for my yoga teacher training. I really want to teach yoga and that was one of my goals this year. But I was awarded a scholarship 
to learn. And although I couldn't do it in the 12 weeks because of other priorities like the honeymoon and just work and transitioning back into the office, but I returned to myself. I returned to my body. I practiced patience. I learned so many more levels about my yoga practice because of that scholarship. So when I do decide to audition and when I do start to teach, I will take all of those lessons with me. They are still manifesting. Time is not up. So I just want you to take a second to give yourself a little grace and realize that things may have manifested differently. Things may have just been redirected and you're still on your way to making your dreams a reality. So once you've spent a little bit of time thinking about what went right, what could improve, and we're not shaming ourselves, right? This is free of guilt, free of shame. Embrace that redirection and know that we get to start all over. It's a clean slate. We get back into it. The way that I typically like to tackle my year is by looking at it in quarters because if I, I'm super type A, if I just put a hundred different goals on my year, I'm like, well, where do I begin? Where do I start? Which one do I go for first? I break it up into quarters. Okay, this quarter we are focusing on this. Um, This quarter we're focusing on this because every season in our life looks different, right? We have different capacity depending on where we are in our season of life. So I just kind of break it up that way and I schedule quarterly check-ins. So I'm like checking in on my goals to make sure I'm doing progress. And so at the end of the year, it doesn't feel so overwhelming. I already expected to make a little less money. I already expected to have met my goal. So by tracking it quarterly, you kind of continue holding yourself accountable. You continue measuring quote unquote success. And then you you decide to pivot. You decide to reprioritize, right? It's not a set in stone. When you create these goals and these plans, you want to make it fluid. You want to make it flexible. You don't. You want to release the pressure and the expectations, but still by following through with your commitments and doing the best you can, of course. But again, the purpose of this is not to beat yourself up about it at the end of the year. It's just to say, have sort of a little roadmap to guide you into everything that you want to do and figure out. So sometimes I look at my goal list the end of March and I'm like, you know, what? I'm not feeling this. I outgrew this or something else came up, right? Like maybe someone you you get engaged in March right things things change now I want to plan a wedding now I want to strengthen my relationship I want to go to couples therapy my relationship is is priority now you know uh my my wellness like taking care of myself taking care of my body that's a priority now whatever that like like that looks like for you just have have that flexibility there and decide right have you taken action (laughs) it's It can be March and some of your goals can just be sitting there and you haven't taken any steps. You keep thinking about them, they keep eating you up and you keep dreaming about them, but you haven't taken action. So own your results. Own your results. Look at everything that went right and celebrate that, but also look at where you fell short and take responsibility over that and decide whether next year you will have the capacity to do that. If not, don't put it on your list. It's all good. But I just want you to remember that if you are over-goaling, this is something that my business coach, Kat, taught me, right? Like, I was so eager to over-goal. It's like, I want to make 100000 next year. 
okay, what is that realistic? Let me look at my results, own those results, and let's see how much I actually made. Let's see if I can double that. Or let me just repeat my results, right? You don't have to lose 50 pounds. You can lose five. You don't have to start a podcast. You can invest in a podcast coach and and take action there, right? You don't have to launch a whole season. You can launch five episodes. Whatever that means for you, just decide and take responsibility. And if you are overgoaling, that's what the great part about checking in on the progress is that you're like, okay, like I'm not doing that great. Let's revisit this. How can I, how can I either take different actions or how can I, um, you know, lower, lower the expectations a little bit, reel it back in. As far as setting the actual goals, what I did is I literally listed my top dreams. I just brain dumped all of my dreams onto a page. I think I came up with Let's see. I came up with 43 dreams. I got very, very, very specific. So set a timer. This is from Everything is Figure Outable. Set a timer, 15 minutes, and just everything that you want to come to life, write it down. It can be anything from hosting a masterclass to gaining 50 email subscribers to launching your podcast, to teaching yoga, to be on time to places, to be more present, to stay off your phone more, to cook more, um, to be firm in your boundaries, go on more walks, move your body, whatever it is, just as general, whatever comes to mind, just write it down, okay? Mind you, not all of them will be accomplished in a year, right? We discussed that, but again, totally fine. So once you write that down, pick one. Pick one to three that are your favorite. Give them a little star. Okay, these are great. And then pick just one. Just one of these goals. I think that's the hardest part, right? Because we all put so much pressure on how many things we have to accomplish in the year. And by just picking one you kind of set up a foundation on the way that you're going to tackle the rest of them so once you pick one i want you to list down why this dream or goal is so important for you what difference will it make in your life how will it impact you and your loved ones because without purpose in our goals it's hard to keep going right Remember, going back to your why you're doing something is the momentum that you need for the year. So for me, if my goal is to, let's see, I picked making 50K in my coaching business as my top goal. And I was like, why is this dream important to me? I listed I can build financial freedom. Lupo and I can save up for a house. I can build generational wealth. I can invest in myself more. I can quit my full-time job. I can have a career and schedule that I love. Um, I can work smarter, not harder. We can build a family and provide for them. I can invest back into my business. I can change others' lives. And I can live more in the moment. I can travel more, right? These are the reasons why this dream is important to me. And I know that little voice in your head is going to make you sound a little selfish at least for me I was like oh my gosh I just want to make more money for me 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 right yeah sure Lupo was in there my family was in there helping others giving back 
but it did feel selfish. But your goal is for you. Your vision is for you. So own it and have no shame about it, right? You want to make money because you want to build generational wealth? Good for you. Let's write that down. Let's do it. Once you've listed that, continue asking yourself the questions, right? Why is it important that you invest back into your business? Why is it important that you give back? Why is it important that you can travel more? Why is it important that you and Lupo save up for a house? Like continue just asking yourself until you get to the ultimate goal of why you want to do that. Just keep digging. Then you're going to you're going to decide how important it is to figure out now. So how important is it to take action right now from a one through 10. We really want it to be a 10. For me, it was a 10. You have to decide that you're ready for it. Now, anything less than a six or five, stop what you're doing and go back to your list and find something else that is a 10 or even an eight. Something that you know that is important for you to figure out because you're you're tired of settling. You're tired of wasting your time. You're tired of making excuses. Just Just pick one. And then once you write down what is, why it's important for you and how important it is, think about how difficult the goal is, right? For me, making 50K, um, it's not that difficult. I made it this year with a full-time job and two businesses. I made it this year, but I guess I would list it maybe like a five. I feel like I'm always going to the middle, but it's, it's hard, right? It takes a lot of discipline, but it's also, I've, I've been doing it for so long that I don't think it'll be too, too hard, too difficult. And then ask yourself, has anyone else figured it out? And yes, a lot of people have made 50K from their business in a year. My coaches have. A lot of my colleagues and friends have. So they figured it out. Chances are people have figured out your goal too. So if they figured it out, you can too. So decide whether it is, right? Is it a one? Is it super easy? Great. Now you can get help and you can, that goal is done. If it's a 10 or closer to the end, then maybe you need to ask for help or maybe you need to invest a little more. Maybe you need to spend a little more time on it. Whatever it is, knowing that it's going to be hard makes it easier to approach, right? You're not living in this illusion of like, I'm just going to wing it and it's going to work out. You start visualizing the journey, the rejections, the challenges, the anxiety, all of the work that you will put into it, not just the end goal. And I think that's part of what I was missing. I was actually listening to a podcast called Spiritual Shit with Mel Robbins. Um, She was a guest speaker and she was talking about, right, manifestation and the reason why a lot of people approach it incorrectly is because we are so focused on the end goal like what do we right let's just if we just keep repeating ourselves I will make 50k in a year it's gonna happen but I'm not thinking about how I'm going to get there I'm not thinking about all of the discomfort I'm gonna feel all of the flop I'll have, all of the rejections I'll have, all of the uncertainty and self-doubt I'll have. I need to be prepared for that and put that into the universe. And once I start visualizing that and identifying the difficulty level, I get to be more prepared and I protect myself from the frustrations ahead. Of course, they're inevitable, but I'll feel a lot more secure and grounded when I approach them. And because of that, you know, you'll, you'll start to, because if it's, if it's difficult, you start to build 
the self-trust. You start to build the determination to move through all of those, those icky feelings and all of those challenges. And then once you've accomplished your first one, you get to tackle the next one and you're like, I've been here before. This is, you know, it's never going to be a piece of cake, but like I'm better equipped to handle it from here. So pick one, pick one of the, your goals, list out why it's important for you and what difference it'll make in your life. Set, set the purpose, set your why that you're going to keep reminding yourself and realize how important it is for you to figure out now. It should be something greater than a seven. And then realize how difficult it is, right? Ask yourself, how difficult is this? How has anyone else figured this out? And just embrace the fact that it's going to be difficult and start visualizing and going from there. Now, you want to make this as specific and measurable and actionable as possible. I'm sure some of you have heard of SMART goals. Um, I learned about it in my digital marketing class. I feel like a lot of brands use it um, to, you know, measure their success. Um, I I, I use it in the workplace, right? Setting up specific, measurable, and actionable goals because being general never helped anyone, right? So you want to get in shape. Great. What are you going to do about it? You want to start a business. Okay, how? Want to make more money. How? You want to grow your Instagram following or be a better public speaker? Tell me specifically how you plan to do that. If you want to get in shape, okay, I'm going to go to the gym twice a week. Great. Now we have something to work with. You want to start a business? Okay, I'm going to invest in a business coach and meet with them for three months, once a week. Great. That's perfect. Then from there, you're able to determine your next steps and get started. And these steps don't have to be this grand thing, right? It's not like I'm going to go to the gym and work out for two hours. No. The first step is literally getting that gym membership, first of all, right? Take a second. Send an email. Hire your a personal trainer, right? Wellness coach, whatever it is. Send an email. Schedule that clarity call. It takes less than 10 minutes, but now you, you, you've started. This, this is real, right? I, I do want to preface because I do see this a lot and I, I'm guilty of this. And this is something the book talked about was beware of procrastination, right? We will tell ourselves all these things that we're like, I need to do research on which gym is better or I need to do research on which coach is better or I need to um, do some research about which what logo I need to use or what color of my brand is going to stand out. No, 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 no. Sure, there's the level of research that you need to do. But instead of reading an article, okay, let's have a coffee date with someone who is doing exactly what you want. Let's make an appointment to open up a business account. Let's sign up for my digital marketing certificate class because then I'll be putting things into action. I will be physically handling it and I will be putting myself in situations that feel uncomfortable. I won't be hiding behind the computer and saving tabs and bookmarking stories or YouTube videos that I want to read. No, I'm taking action by holding myself accountable. So think about that. Think about the next three steps and get started literally right now. You don't have to wait until January 1st. I mean, it's December 30th when this episode comes out, but just start right now. Start right now. And while you're doing this, right, start scheduling everything in the calendar. If you're going to go to the gym twice a week, 
Let's add that to your calendar. What days of the week work best for you? What times? Great, now they're set. And you focus on what you can control, right? You can focus on those commitments to yourself. You can focus on being there on time. You can focus on getting, setting out your clothes the day before if you're going before work. You can control eating healthier, meal prepping. You can control coming prepared to your coaching calls with questions and, and being coachable, right? All of those things you can control. You can control how many offers you make on social media, how you show up. You can control if, if your goal is to get a new job, you can control how many positions you apply for. So ask yourself, what part of this process are within my control? And what skills do I still need to develop and master? All you can do is focus on what you can control. The second part of this is like a little footnote is embracing rest and offering grace. I think that was a pivotal moment for me this year because if it wasn't for my coach Kat who told me I needed to simplify everything and take things off my plate, I wouldn't have accepted the fact that I needed to. I was like, no, I can do everything. It's fine. I, I'm fine. I feel fine. But when, when we would meet, I would cry and I'd be like, I feel overwhelmed. I feel, I feel burnt out. And I wouldn't let myself accept that. So I want you to embrace rest. Schedule that in if you've got to. And take accountability for your results, right? If you're burning out, if you burned out a lot this year, okay, that was my bad. Now I know to just take it one thing at a time. Make the decisions. If you're going to rest, rest. And tomorrow we'll pick back up. And we'll, we'll, we'll have accountability and we'll follow through with our commitments. And ask yourself, is this going to move my goal forward? And when I say this, I don't mean it in the way where it's like, oh my gosh, I have to be actively working in my business all the time. I used to think this. I used to think that if I wasn't sitting in front of a computer, my business was not flourishing. I was wrong. Everything is interconnected to my business. So in order for my business to thrive, Sometimes that means that I need to prioritize time for my loved ones. I need to fill my cup up and I need to laugh and I need to loosen up and I need to just like have a conversation that will inspire me to show up for my business. Sometimes that means, you know, eating vegetables because I, I feel like, you know, I have stomach issues or I feel bloated. I feel uncomfortable and I hate the way I look and all of that pours into my business. And by going to the gym or meal prepping, I'm not neglecting my business. This is what I need to do to take care of my business. So just learn to ask yourself, what do you need in that day, in that week, in that month, that season? Because priorities will look different. But you learn to make the decisions and you learn to trust yourself and you continue striving for progress. And again, going back to redirection, don't judge what you might think is a failure. This is probably just a way of you stepping into your higher self so ask yourself what would my higher self do she would probably treat this with compassion she would probably learn to rest she'd probably learn to not be everywhere all the time and this is a serious conversation I had to have with myself I was obsessing over everything and I thought I had to always be on and could never chill and boy was I wrong and in the last couple of months I mean I'm still learning it's, it's again didn't happen in a year it's it's gonna take longer and I just I learned to embrace the rest and I offered myself gentleness 
and I went from there. And that's that's how that's part of showing up for your business. So learn to release those expectations a little bit and and ask yourself, how could I approach this differently or what needs my attention right now? And just learn to be okay with it. Trust your gut. The next thing is setting boundaries with work, with family, with coworkers, with friends. I talk about setting boundaries with my clients a lot. I had one client who, oh, she's amazing. She, um, she runs a business. She's doing her master's. She works full time. She's a wife and has children. That's just one of the, and she's a content creator. Just one of 10 of the hundreds of amazing things that she does. And when we were working together, you know, there was a lot of lack of confidence and, she felt like she couldn't set boundaries. She needed to be everything for everyone. And while a lot of us do carry a lot of responsibilities and we are multifaceted, when you set boundaries and when you say no, you learn to respect yourself and others learn to respect you as well. Saying no is not selfish. It's literally self-preservation. So set boundaries and trust that you're doing the right thing for yourself and your mental health and your business. For me, setting boundaries at work was huge. I left a really toxic workplace where I was undervalued. I was gaslit. It was just not healthy. And I I began to normalize it. And in this new job that I accepted, I set boundaries. You know, I asked for what I needed. I scheduled time out in my calendar for work time because I could not be having back-to-back-to-back meetings and still be expected to do my work. I asked for weekly check-ins. Those were boundaries that I enforced. I checked out right at 5, 5.30, right? I asked for work-life balance. Ask for what you need and set those boundaries and stick to them. They're not easy, but you'll get good at them. And then the last thing, well, not the last thing, second to last thing, is to really, really notice be aware of when you're procrastinating especially with planning right this is a great time to really plan your life but you don't need to know everything about your dream you don't need to map out every single step you learn as you grow you learn by taking action you gain confidence by taking action not the other way around i had another client who loved researching and was planning and was using all these post-it notes these colored pencils and she was so excited and she she is so talented she's amazing but she was neglecting the execution there was a lot of fear and we were not addressing that and that was my main goal is addressing that fear of failure that need for perfection that anxiety to have it right, have the right answers. And the thing is, with building your platform, which is what I was helping her do, telling her story, you can't be anyone else. You have to just put yourself out there and start messy. And all we were looking for and needed for her was to make progress. So we reframed the mindset on like, I need to do all these things or I should do all these things or these people are telling me to do this to like, what is it that you want to do? What are the things that you've learned? How can you help your community? Let's go back to that why. 
I started unpacking and now she's showing up, hosting Instagram lives, hosting book clubs and just changing others' lives by just sharing her story. And that's something that research or articles and magazines and right, like documentaries and TED Talks can't teach. You really need to take action, put it into work and learn, learn from your mistakes, learn from those failures. And then I think part of that is putting time and ego and money on the line, which I also, this is from uh, Everything is Figure Outable. I think when you treat it like a game with consequences, whether it's making a financial commitment, right? You put your money down for that coach. You put your money down for that yoga class. There's no turning back. Now you have to follow through. That's simple. And if you don't show up to that client call or if you don't show up to that yoga class, you'll feel guilty, which will motivate you to keep going. So treat it like your life is at stake and value that growth and learning over that security and that safety net. Because truly, Sometimes the cost of just staying in your comfort zone is more than the cost of taking risks. I'll say that again. Sometimes the cost of staying in your comfort zone is more than the cost of taking risks. When I decided to leave as the eldest daughter of immigrant parents, leave my parents' house to go to college, to this party school, right? I had a lot of imposter syndrome, even being at school, right? I was like, "Ah, I don't know if this is meant for me. I don't know. Like, I'm not making friends here. I don't feel like I belong. But I wasn't ready to go back home. That cost of going back home and not figuring it out was going to cost more than feeling uncomfortable for my first quarter there. It was better that I started small and took little steps and just remain stuck same thing with my coaching program I launched it this year and this had been in the plans for two years y'all I had been thinking about how can I how can I help other women do the same thing I'm doing how can I how can I help other women believe in themselves build confidence and take action and live more fulfilled lives but I spent so much time remaining stuck and that ate me up All of that cost me more than just starting and being imperfect and being messy. So think about that. Think about that next time you you think about this this goal of yours. Okay, it's going to be messy. It's going to be uncomfortable, but this is worth it. It's worth more than me staying where I am. Staying in content, discontent, (laughs) unhappy. Because in order to grow, you have to let go of that need for stability and comfort. You know, in the, the book, Everything is Figure Outable, they talk about the growth zone, right? So here's your comfort zone, it's in the middle, and then outside is the growth zone. And that's where you're learning new tools, that's when you're networking, you're putting yourself out there, you're doing things that feel uncomfortable. But as you continue doing that, that next level becomes your next comfort zone. And you continue leveling up, right? For me, when I started content creation, when I began my influencer business in 2016, I was doing all the right things. I was posting consistently. I was engaging, building a community, but I wasn't making the money I'd hoped. And I got comfortable, right? I was like, this is fun. I'm getting a following. Cool. But I wasn't making the money that I hoped. 
I was comparing myself to others. I saw other people getting brand collaborations. I, I wasn't I wasn't doing it. But instead of pitting myself about it, I decided to do something about it. I invested in a pitching course and I started putting myself out there and asking brands to work with me. As someone who, again, is the eldest and just leads by example and <laughs> figures it all out on her own, me asking for a brand to work with me, how embarrassing. They should already be coming to me. Why am I going to them? There was a lot of thoughts that I had. It was super uncomfortable. I got a lot of rejection. A lot of brands were like, uh, get back to us when you have 50K followers. Eh, it's not going to work out. It was, it was so uncomfortable getting that rejection. But guess what? My response rate went from 10% to about 90%, simply because I kept embracing the discomfort. I kept practicing. I kept asking for what I wanted. If I wanted change, I had to do things I'd never done before. And if it didn't work, great, now I know. Let's try the next thing. Because at the end of the day, what's the worst that can happen? They told me no, my ego's hurt. Cool, let's move on. I'm showing a lot of tough love to myself because now looking back, right, I can laugh about it. But in that moment, it was so fucking scary. I was like, who do I think I am? But I chose to believe in myself anyway. It's all you got. All you can do. You're the only one standing in your own way. And you're never going to feel ready. Here's the thing. I never felt ready to start a platform to build a community to start my coaching program there wasn't like a, a a feeling in my body that was like okay now's the time right I remember when I started my coaching program Kat will will tell you I started with her I think in March and then April was the wedding and I kept putting it off right like I was not I just I was like oh I'll be ready after the wedding why what was I waiting for this magical moment that it's like like this timeline I put for myself, get married, start a a coaching program, go on your honeymoon and bam, no. That's when I practice flexibility. And I I mean, it was all part of my story and it's it's fine now, but you're never gonna feel ready. So you just have to make the decision and start. I remember that first time I showed up on my stories and I was like, hi everyone, like I am offering coaching and I don't even, I was like blocked out because I don't even know what I said. But I really wanted to help others. I really, really believed in my offer. And no one was going to know about it if I didn't believe in myself. If I didn't follow through with that commitment. And guess what? Now I go online and, I mean, there's still some thoughts there. But go online and I believe it. I want to scream it from the rooftops. I am a confidence coach. I am a business and life coach that will help you heal and rediscover yourself. But I got here from taking little steps each time. I got here and built belief and confidence. Progress doesn't always feel exciting. Sometimes it feels really uncomfortable and really disheartening. Like I know it, like I think in like October I was leveling up and I was becoming more sure of who I was as a coach and I had all the doubt and I had all the worry and It was progress, but it was disguised as something else. Doesn't necessarily feel exciting, right? It just means that we've got better at it. 
and that that first that initial um butterfly the butterflies that you feel right they go away but that doesn't mean that your progress progress isn't meaningful so all of that to say is that keep those things in mind when you are thinking about where you want to be in the new year focus on what you can control embrace rest and boundaries and offering yourself grace being gentle with yourself looking at it from a different perspective challenging those thoughts again your thoughts create your reality if that mean girl is telling you you can't do it you're not gonna do it put her in the passenger seat put her in the back of the car and just keep driving keep going start making it actionable schedule things into your calendar avoid procrastination and put time and money in on the line that's how you make a difference if you need help ask for it let go of that need for security and just start oh, that was a, a heavy episode <laughs> But I really needed to share that because these are some things that I've learned from goal setting and following through and building confidence, building a business, building the life that you deserve. It's taking that action and starting. Be as specific as you can be. Allow for flexibility. Allow for redirection. And also celebrate along the way so important that you celebrate along the way so the book has a couple of journal prompts at the end that I want to offer you because journaling has really helped me and I think part of the reason why is because you know our thoughts are not facts I say that a lot and it sounds kind of like out there but really the stories that we tell ourselves are not always reality so let's challenge them And when I journal things, I'm able to kind of detach from those thoughts and look at them as an outsider and be like, why am I saying these mean things to myself, right? Or like, now it's it's done, it's said, and now we move on, right? So here are some journal prompts. If I didn't have to be perfect at it, I would do blank to get closer to achieving my dream. If I didn't have to be perfect at it, I would do blank. To get closer to achieving my dream. One of my goals is to host in-person events. There's a lot of fear about perfection there. Where do I even begin? But if I didn't have to be perfect, I'd start hosting in-person events to get closer to achieving my dream. Great. We don't have to be perfect. The next prompt is, who might I become and what might I accomplish if I focused on progress? not perfection. So if you just focused on progress and getting a little better every day, every week, every month, what would that look like? Who would you look like? What would you accomplish? I know when I started my plant-based journey, it was a month and I didn't see results right away. I really wanted to give up. I was like, all right, I miss tacos, miss burgers. Let's get back to it. But you know what? I had so much more energy. Again, going back to the redirection, right? The way that our our dreams manifest. I wasn't losing the weight that I wanted, but my energy levels were high. 
I felt like I wasn't snacking as much. I felt more clear-minded. I had less bloating. All of that came true. And I kept going. And it wasn't perfect. I had my cheat days. I ate seafood. But I was making progress. Making progress. And I've been doing it for six months and it's the best decision I've ever made. So who might you become? And what might you accomplish if you focused on progress, not perfection? And then lastly, because I know our minds are going there, right? We have a goal and we're like, okay, this goal is is not going to work. I have a kid. I can't go to the gym twice a week. I, I have debt. I can't build a business. Okay, well, those are some of the problems. Those are circumstances. How can you plan and offer solutions? What can you do? I was just listening to my business coach, DL, yesterday. Um, She's part of my group coaching program, Five Figure Formula. And we were talking about debt, right? There's a lot of, um, oh, at least for me, I had a lot of scarcity when it came to money. Can invest in myself. I already already owe $30,000 in student debt. Why would I get into more debt? Okay, well, what solutions are there? This year, I invested $11,000 in women of color coaches. Guess how I did that? I sold a lot of clothes. I did some freelancing gigs for some brands. I figured it out. What's the worst case scenario? I can't afford them? Well, how can I afford them? There's no plan B. This is the only option I've got. So how will I make it work? I wanted to go to New York Fashion Week. I stayed overtime at work a couple hours. I sold usage rights to some of my photos. I did what I had to do. I put solutions in place to avoid those problems. Sure, worst case scenario, this happens, but this is I'm equipped. I'm equipped to handle this. It's time that we stop making excuses because truly everything that we need is within us. We just have to commit to figuring it out. So I really want to recommend this book to y'all if um, if you don't have it yet. It's such a good one. I read it at least once a year. Like I just open it up and everything in there is applicable to something in life. So it's just a really, it's a really great, great book and it, it helps really break everything down. But I just wanted to give you kind of an insight to how I was goal planning, how I was taking off the pressure, how I was embracing progress, not perfection. I hope you all have an amazing year full of abundance, full of clarity, full of confidence and belief and action. And I hope you start today. I hope you start after listening to this episode, you're like, send that email filled out that clarity call for, signed up for that gym, signed up for that digital marketing class, whatever it is. I hope you just just do it. You just trust yourself. You have nothing to lose. You have more to lose staying where you are, especially if you're just done settling for an unfulfilled life. Right? I think about my healing journey. Me going up therapy? Like I already have a lot on my plate. <laughs> what are my parents going to think? best decision ever I trusted myself it hasn't been easy I've gone through a couple therapists 
but we make it work. We will always figure it out. So I hope this episode inspired you. If you took anything away from it, go ahead and screenshot it, share it on your story, share it on social media. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review because that really helps other listeners find me. Because truly, I, I, I love this community and I want to continue building it. I will leave the book linked in the show notes if you're interested. But thank you so much for listening. I hope you're so proud of yourself for this year. And I'm sending you a big hug. Hope you take care. And if you're interested in really, really leveling up your life and putting yourself first again, rediscovering yourself and taking action and building confidence, then I would love to work together. I have a 12-week program, one-on-one. We meet weekly and you can apply by filling out the link in the show notes or on my Instagram in my bio. Um, I'm taking clients for February now, which is insane, but it's not too late to start. Just need that belief. So I'm happy to talk to you if you have any questions, but I will see you all on the gram in a couple weeks on next episode. You're going to love it. It's going to be a good one. I'm talking with Janice from Yo Quiero Dinero podcast, and we're talking about we're getting into entrepreneurship. We're talking about owning your results. We talk about investing in yourself. We talk about the ups and downs of entrepreneurship. We talk about Latinas in business and just how to own your shit and make more money and build a side hustle and do whatever you want to do without limitations. So that's in a couple weeks. I can't wait. And I will see you all then. But thanks again, y'all. Happy New Year. Sending you lots of love. And I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Grow With The Flow podcast. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe for your bi-weekly dose of motivation and inspiration, highlighting successful women of color living a successful, unapologetic life, both professionally and personally. Don't forget to leave a review, share the episode with a friend, or if you can't wait until the next episode, catch up with me on Instagram at Grow With The Flow Podcast or at Itzy Canales. 